2: You're listening to Cordishian and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. 1037 so we Southern New England Sports Original. Up <laughs> in the world, don't trust nobody. Wow.
0: Welcome back to Cordishian and Coit. Well, you wanted uh, some fresh uh, That's great. Pumps, you no, know, you're be, yeah. Be, Joe, is, Joe and Devin, you know, they're picking it up. They're freshening it up. Trying try to was, step up my rejoin. I don't game.
2: know. I was I was really fond of the bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh,
0: so before we get uh, to the calls, Nick, uh, one other thing, and, and I just posted this on, on social media maybe about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, the news this week that Sports Illustrated is no longer. I, I can't say I'm shocked or surprised given, unfortunately, what has happened to print media. In recent years, I mean, we've been witnessing its its slow death, um, but sad nonetheless. I mean, you it's know, a, as a kid, you know, I got Sports Illustrated. I had it delivered to the house, and I used to look forward to getting it. And okay, who's going to be on the cover? Um, sad, sad news. Um, my favorite cover I just posted may be the 1980 u.s great Olympic one ice hockey team. oh yeah that like, might be like the best that one I, I mean i just yeah. that that's to me and there's been a lot of great si oh, covers yeah. a lot of them but that to me is one of the most iconic at
2: least of my lifetime i think i think that one's up there um i think lebron as a teenager the chosen one cover is one of the best ones ever um I, there's there's a few um you've now been to my place scott you've seen that i have a few hanging up there too yeah. and my favorite one that I have is is it was right after the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 0-4. yep, and they had won three out of four, and it's Brady, and he's kind of looking up, and there's a the confetti behind him, and it's like a team for the ages, mm-hmm. and all that, and it was like, I had that up in my my old room at my parents' house, and now I've got it up in my place, and um, you know, and it wasn't just the covers either. With Sports Illustrated, obviously they they had the best writers in the business, so the yep. storytelling and the writing was so quality. But even the photos, I used to love opening up the magazine and seeing the first few photos in the issue, where it was like a full spread of like you know, say like a, like one night they had the scene of when Garnett, Allen, and Pierce made their debut for the Celtics, and it's just the entire the two pages is the entire arena, yeah, and it's KG on the on the jumbotron yelling, and it's all green, and it's and it's like. The photography, like, everybody that has worked at Sports Illustrated has been the top of the line, top of the business. It's the best thing going. So the fact that this company came in and just absolutely tore it to shreds here the last few years is – it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace to our our business. It really is, and it's it's really – it's sad. And I feel for the people that were affected by the layoffs yesterday and um, those that are going to be affected here going forward. I have
0: some – some SIs, you know, packed away in storage uh, from special moments for for me as both a New England and Syracuse sports fan, like when Syracuse won the national championship, you know, and Carmelo's on the guy, have that, and, you know, Patriots winning Super Bowls and stuff like that. Eventually, maybe when the kids are completely out of the house, I'll I'll turn my finished basement downstairs into a man cave, and maybe I'll get some of that stuff framed and and put up. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's sad. Again, not surprising, not entirely unexpected, but – it's sad.
2: It is. It is. And like I said, it's just one of the great things in in sports and in sports media, and it's it's sad that, that it's gone this way. All
0: right, before we get into all of the Belichick, Mayo, Kraft, Patriots stuff, let's go to the calls, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. Joe in Pawtucket will kick us off this morning on Cordishian Coyne and WEEI. Good morning, Joe.
2: Good morning, Mr.
1: Quaid. How are you?
2: Hello, Joe. Are you, are you gearing up for a Brown basketball game today?
1: Oh, yes. Hopefully I'll be going if I get my rides today. I'm, uh, go all the Rhode Island teams playing today. You know, and um, hopefully it'll be a good game at Brown today.
2: I think it will be, buddy. I think it will be. What's on your mind?
1: Yes. Okay, two things. The Patriots and the Celtics. Now, what I'm t- uh do you think he was doing too much being the gm and the uh, head coach uh like because he's getting a little older now and i think he's really good at both but i think um maybe he was doing too much and he.
2: oh joe's kind of cutting out yeah so i mean
1: to answer your question
0: joe i'll I'll, I'll, we'll stop you there for a second um yes and no I, i i think some of us have a tendency to overrate that um he had people doing the personnel work for him, the scouting and things of that nature. Uh, I think what happened was maybe before the draft or maybe before they were considering signing a player, maybe that that person would consult with Bill and say, hey, what do you think about this guy? And then Bill would give the final say. But I don't think it was necessarily, hey, I'm the full-time GM along with the full-time coach, if you know what I mean. So I have a tendency to think that we, we overrate that a little bit.
2: Yeah, but I think, I think over the years, I, I think maybe – some of that decision making, obviously he he didn't make the greatest decisions on personnel. And I think it sounds to me like maybe the last few years, because of some of those decisions going wrong and not trusting some of the scouting, see Nikhil Harry wide receiver position, uh, that maybe it rubbed people the wrong way in the building. It obviously didn't work out on the field, yep. it took a toll there, and that may have been one of the reasons why the crafts look at it and said, Okay, we gotta we gotta move on here. Yep.
0: All right, go ahead. Yeah. Joe. Go ahead. And,
1: and also, uh, still about the Patriots, and then I'll turn my uh, next question to the Celtics. I think they missed Apioli. He was really good when that isn't that Bill Parcells' uh, relative.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he was there that,
1: when that, they won all the Super Bowls, and also we won the Super Bowl in 2019, and we've been uh, we've been picking really low all those years.
2: Yeah, but you know, and thanks for the call, Joe. I know you keep cutting out here. Um, no, nah, I, I, the whole low pick thing, to me, it's it doesn't matter. You got to get these picks right. It, it you had a chance. I, I, if you're at 32 in 2019 and you pick Nikhil Harry over AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, you, you, you got it wrong. It doesn't matter where you're picking. You had a chance at all those guys and you yep. picked the wrong one. You couldn't throw a dart and miss on that draft. Um, so, yeah, that one, I, that, that. I've heard that one over the years, but Patriots have continued to pick higher because things have gotten worse in terms of the results. So right. that kind of has gone away here
0: the last few years, too. And and Pioli was, uh, to answer your question, Joe, part of building that first dynasty that yeah. won those early Super Bowls, right? Super Bowl 36, Super Bowl 38, Super Bowl 39. But he's long since been out of New England. The, and, and at this point, you know, I don't think – I don't even think he's in the game. Is he? No. no he's been an anil- analyst. Right. Right. Though his
2: weren't. last job, Scott, I believe, was with Atlanta, ironically exactly. enough.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> uh, So anyway, let, let's get to the whole, you know, Belichick and Patriots and Falcons and Kraft. What was your oh, whole my. take? You were up there, I assume, at the – yeah, you and yep. Ian were both up there at the um, at the press conference to introduce Gerard Mayo. First of all, just give me your thoughts on the press conference itself, what you heard from Gerard Mayo, what you heard from Bob Kraft, and, and what do you think?
2: Um, I, th- I think Gerard, I think Gerard won, won the presser. If you have to win or lose, uh, you know, we always say that did they win the press conference. I think he won it. Um, I think he said the, said the right things. Um, you know, I think he comes off as, you know, a guy that's, that's straightforward. Um, he was likable as a player. Um, you know, I think he'll be more open as a coach than the last one. You can't be less, he <laughs> can't be more open, I guess. Um, you know, so I, I thought he did well, um, you know, I think Robert Kraft, I think was, it was interesting how straightforward he was at some points, uh, particularly first question of the press conference, Mike Greece hit him hard with, you know, who's going to be making the call here. You got the draft pick number three. And so he, he sort of said like, we'll be, we'll be looking at it outside. We'll see remains to be seen. It's more about actions than words, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that stuck out, uh, the question was asked, uh, Jonathan Kraft wasn't there. Uh, and originally, he was supposed to be there. So that, I think that was interesting. Um, one thing I will say, so Gerard Mayo did a bunch of interviews after the press conference. And one thing that's gotten sort of blown up here is interview he did with Steve Burton at WBZ, where he said at the end of the interview, I don't know if you saw this, Scott, he said, uh, you know, with the number three draft pick, I did see You know, it. We'll, we'll take somebody at, I can't remember what his exact words were. At a very they, important position. Exactly. But it wasn't – he didn't say we're taking quarterback, which is basically what Mike Felger and Tony Maserati well, made but, it But into. he said we're going to take someone at a very important position and I'll let you
0: kind of connect the dots. Could be
2: right. wide receiver. Yeah. Could nice. be offensive tackle. Yeah. Could be quarterback. But I
0: think, he, I, I think the assumption is it's quarterback, Great. right? You're assuming. Right. Everybody's
2: assuming. Right. So what – Felger and Matt. big mistake, first big mistake. It's like, come on, guys, seriously? That They this week, honestly – a lot of Boston sports radio this week <laughs> was just like, we are looking for the negative. There are weeks, honestly, Scott, where I'm like, I got to turn it off. They're looking for something to be negative about. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, let's, let's chill out a little bit. It's day one of the new regime. Relax. Right. You know, come on. I think we're jumping a little bit too far. All
0: right, I'll give you my thoughts on what I thought about that introductory press conference and about the future of the Patriots. I'll do that in just a bit. We're going yep. to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk a little college basketball. Bears head coach Mike Martin will join us, and then we'll get back into the uh, Patriots stuff when we continue with Cordishian Coit on Southern New England Sports Original 103.7 WEEI.